So as promised, I'm going to be now making a discussion on action movies and their history, what made the ones from the past so great up until now, and how I feel like John Wick and Mad Max Fury Road have helped it, along with uh, some trends that hurt it in between. So yeah, by the sound effect there at the beginning, thought that would be an appropriate action movie sound effect, because... This is a genre I really love, and superhero movies do have action but definitely aren't official action films, so this is going to be for those official ones, like Arnold Schwarzenegger movies or uh, Sly Stallone. Basically, any of those are what are going to be the topic of this video. So anyway, let's go ahead and begin. So... I feel like the true golden age of action movies began probably in the 1970s. There were action movies before that, but I feel this was when they really kicked into high gear and there was a lot of movies with some great car chases like The French Connection. Like seriously, watch that car chase scene. It's amazing that they filmed that the way they did while also being in real traffic and... Uh, Gene Hackman could have almost died, but uh, yeah, it was just uh, absolutely amazing, and uh, I uh, I can't wait. Uh, yeah, it's a classic film, and highly recommend. If uh, if you haven't seen it, then highly recommend you get into watching it now. Gene Hackman is at his absolute best, and also has a gritty, more mature mood and. There are some pretty awesome shootout scenes also, so highly recommend that one. But yeah, those were definitely many parts of it that uh, that uh, are for sure awesome. But uh, anyway, gosh, freaking um, this is when I feel like action movies definitely uh, definitely hit their uh, began to hit their stride. Because one thing I've noticed about the action genre is it's very malleable and it can be thrown into various other genres, which uh, shall be discussed right here. But yeah, it's one that uh, definitely can also be uh, can also have some surprising amounts of drama and tension, and if it has some good characters and a good story, like uh, real quickly just before I get into more detail with them, like Die Hard and lay on the professional. You can really care for the characters as they go into the action. And uh, there's just a lot of uh, awesomeness in there. But uh, yeah, gosh, freaking um, overall, just uh, a lot of great action movies from the 70s. And uh, it can also be blended in with other genres like science fiction and comedy. But uh, just some more highlights of the 70s are uh, Dirty Harry, a fictionalized version of the hunt for the Zodiac Killer. And uh, that's definitely one. And one thing that also I've noticed is pretty uh, a, a trademark of the action genre are the weapons some of the characters uses, like Dirty Harry, with the Smith & Wesson 44 Magnum that he uses, or as my dad likes to call it, the Peacemaker, along with the one-liners. That's another trademark. So uh, 
yeah, I'll say this one and then go into some others. But yeah, there's the, you got to ask yourself one question. Do I feel lucky? Well, do you punk? But yeah, gosh, it was uh, absolutely a classic film. And there's definitely some uh, awesomeness from that film. And definitely went into other action movies of the decade. And uh, there's also many uh, Bruce Lee martial arts films from that decade, too, like Enter the Dragon and uh, various others that uh, would be amazing. And uh, Bruce Lee is definitely a man who was gone way too soon. He was an absolute legend. I feel this was the decade where action movies were at their best, and there is too many highlights to choose from. So I'm just going to have to briefly discuss what... uh, what movie it is and what made them so incredible. And that was the 1980s. And there was just so many amazing films this decade. It's like, it's like what uh, Heath Ledger Joker says, where do we begin? But yeah, gosh, um, my favorite director, Steven Spielberg, probably going to be the topic of some future podcasts directed the Indiana Jones trilogy, all absolutely amazing. And Indiana Jones, an awesome protagonist, along with his trademark whip, but also isn't above using a gun also and being awesome using a gun. Like when he killed four or five Nazis with a single shot from a pistol, that was a pretty awesome moment. And overall, just the intensity and the way these scenes were shot, you can tell Indy freaking he takes hits and he's no... Uh, invulnerable freaking badass like uh rambo from uh, first blood and the rambo movies or uh any of the arnold schwarzenegger characters like john matrix from commando and basically any of arnold schwarzenegger's career like terminator and uh eraser and countless other movies of arnold schwarzenegger just being an absolute badass and uh, just totally being just one of the best action movie heroes, despite him definitely not being one of the more relatable ones, as he is just a big muscular guy. Oh, and how could I forget um, freaking uh, Predator, the original Predator. Freaking um, that movie is just an absolute classic, and he was a part of it with his many one-liners. Like, go, run, get to the chopper, and uh, just various others. Stick around, <laughs> along with also um, when he meets up with Carl Weathers, and he's all like, you son of a bitch. What's the matter? The CIA got you pushing too many pencils? And, uh, yeah, just overall freaking uh, incredible. But, yeah, he'll be discussed more and more because he has many, many classics to his name. So just to briefly list some of his others from the decade is Conan the Barbarian, along with The Running Man. And, uh, yeah, those are all of his 80s action films. And all absolutely incredible. And Terminator, arguably a sequel that will be further discussed when I get to the 90s. But yeah, Rambo was another one too with First Blood. What I can't believe too is First Blood is not what you think of when you think of Rambo. It's definitely more of a character-driven piece that has action in it, 
but more often it's just uh, the it's just uh, it's more of a character driven film that has action in it. But yeah, gosh, freaking um, still nice seeing Rambo go up against all of the law enforcement of uh, the state of Washington, though. And and the other thing too, I can't believe is Rambo doesn't even actually kill anyone in this film, and the one he does was by a complete mistake when he just tried to get the sheriff department off his tail because they kept uh, chasing him and that being the late brian dennehy who uh was uh the one chasing him but yeah gosh overall though rambo one thing though that this movie definitely brought in was rambo using his m60 machine gun that being his trademark weapon definitely an awesome weapon to use in call of duty when you play it because that will Definitely do some damage. But yeah, gosh, freaking uh, overall, it was just uh, uh, definitely a landmark of the genre. The other thing, too, was it also introduced the one-man army element of action films. And this is something that was also a key aspect of Die Hard, when uh, John McClane was the more relatable everyman police detective who just, by mistake got into the terrorist uh, hostage situation. And uh, he uh, was one who had to go in and basically take them on. And he was definitely more of a reluctant hero. And this movie definitely led to some imitators. Some that did almost match the magic of Die Hard and others that definitely were obvious Die Hard wannabes like... uh, under siege and sudden death but some of the imitations were still pretty awesome like uh, air force one and uh speed was another one that was absolutely amazing that i'll go into more detail later it almost made a subgenre where it was die hard and then you put it in a different location under siege being die hard on a battleship uh passenger 57 being die hard on a train Speed being Die Hard on a bus, and uh, Air Force One being Die Hard on the President's plane. So it's definitely had uh, had some pretty awesome moments. And plus, uh, John McClane's catchphrase is absolutely amazing. Shoot, something I like to say or paraphrase. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. But yeah, love to say that. And sometimes when I have badass moments in my everyday life, I like to do that. Like how John McClane is all like, yippee motherfucker. And how he uses it as an insult against Hans Gruber, who might just be one of the best action movie villains ever, especially with the way how him and McClane don't even actually meet up until the midway point in the film, and they just talk through a radio. And when they do meet, it's kind of a cat-and-mouse game where he gives him an unloaded gun, and he thinks it's loaded, but he made it look loaded, but it wasn't. And... Uh, just some solid shootout scenes, solid hand-to-hand fights, and John McClane, you see him get bloodied up. And he also doesn't have shoes and has to step in some glass, and you see him get hurt, and there definitely is no beefy muscle man hero here. He is one who will who will take abuse, and uh, he's not a superhero. And that's one thing I feel like <clears throat> was definitely a little bit of a problem in Live Free or Die Hard, one of the sequels. And uh, a good day to Die Hard. And Die Hard 2, I think, isn't as bad as people say it is. I don't know why people call it a, a, a 
weak imitation of the first film. I still say it has its own solid merits. <clears throat> and the way they used the airport for the action was pretty awesome. And I also, uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance was a movie I didn't really love at first, but now the it's still real solid. And I really enjoy it. And overall is definitely a solid film, as uh, it was for sure one that uh, is a very amazing film and Sam Jackson and Bruce Willis being in the same movie can't really go wrong there. Those two really uh, those two really know how to make an awesome movie together and uh, what it takes to make one. But yeah, gosh, um, after this, uh, then I guess uh, I've gone up to just about every action film. The last major series of note I could think of is Lethal Weapon, which were the buddy cop action films with Mel Gibson and uh, <clears throat> Danny Glover and their dynamic and all the various villains they fight and their one-liners like diplomatic immunity. It's just been revoked. But yeah, gosh, and uh, Martin Riggs is also a solid protagonist who you think is a pretty awesome badass, but he's still torn apart by the death of his wife and is suicidal because of it. And uh, their dynamic is just great, too, with Murtaugh being the everyman cop who follows all the rules and Riggs being willing to bend the rules just a little more. So they really play off each other real well. And uh, all pretty amazing films. I enjoy the sequels. I don't get the bad rep that three and four get. I still think they're pretty solid. And uh, the last uh, of no action film I got to mention that was made by, uh, that Mel Gibson was involved with were the Mad Max movies. Now Fury Road is going to come later, but for the first three released from the late 70s to the mid 80s, Mad Max Good film, just a little different from what I expected, but still pretty solid. Great action, and uh, it was filmed with an incredibly low budget. Like, the budget of the film was basically like peanuts. It truly is amazing what what uh, George Miller was able to accomplish with the budget that he had for that movie. <clears throat> but yeah, he just had to film with what he had, and it was overall just a real solid film, and the Mad Max series is a series overall that uh, has has uh, frickin' impacted pop culture in many ways and the action in many films that try to have intense action that's filmed the way that uh, those movies have. And Mad Max 2, The Road Warrior, is absolutely incredible. And gosh dang, it's almost like a prolonged chase sequence with some solid character moments and... Uh, just some great action overall thrown in between. And uh, Mel Gibson really comes into his own in this movie in terms of making <clears throat> making uh, Max just a great character and all the various villains he fights, like Lord Humongous and uh, just various others who uh, were fought in it. And then Beyond Thunderdome was definitely the weaker of the films. I don't think it's an absolute atrocity. There was just an element added to it that kind of didn't gel, that being the Village of the Children. I feel like that kind of ruined the tone. 
Still had some solid action, though, and uh, definitely a good end for Mel Gibson's run on the character. But yeah, now moving into the 90s, there was uh, definitely some changes in this as CGI and visual effects were beginning to be implemented more. And uh, some films used them, others didn't, but uh, it was kind of just up to whatever the film could do. But yeah, there were definitely some other solid films like uh, some uh, movies that began to use the gun fu um, style, which is what John Wick definitely utilized a lot. And uh, as mentioned earlier, there was there was um, freaking uh, oh lay on the professional, definitely an action movie highlight, even though it definitely. Even though it definitely had uh, had uh, not as much action as you would expect, it was still great. And overall, the uh, the absolute amazing freaking uh, absolute amazing just uh, character work in that film is great and totally just uh, some solid character writing and uh leon is a great protagonist along with matilda and uh agent stansfield is also great how many do you want to send in everyone oh yeah just overall oh boy so many great scenes and the ending is just uh keeps you uh keeps you guessing and overall it just does what not too many action films do but still overall great and uh, some other notable action films of the decade also were Con Air, that one with Nicolas Cage and John Malkovich, which was almost like Die Hard in a Plane. That was absolutely great. Oh, and Face Off with uh, Nicolas Cage and John Travolta, directed by John Woo, who's almost the master of gunfights. He truly has not really had a film with a just god-awful gunfight in his film. And the Die Hard sequels, as previously mentioned, also came out in the 90s, which were both also great and amazing. And uh, GoldenEye was another solid action film, which uh, was one of the Bond films. And I would like to definitely discuss the impact of James Bond over action movies, but I feel like that should go into a separate video because the impact of Bond is just, there's there's too much to say that I can't fit all in this one video. So one for sure highlight, another landmark of this decade is the movie Heat. Highly recommend. It's uh, Al Pacino against Robert De Niro being a cop and a, uh, and a, and a criminal as there is Vincent Hanna and Neil McCauley. And trust me, the shootout scenes, when you hear the gunshots, you really hear them. If you have a really great surround sound system, it's a great film to watch it with. Because, oh my gosh, the way how Michael Mann actually recorded the audio on set, truly incredible. And I really wish more action movies would do it. And I also really wish Michael Mann would inspire some other directors to do it. But uh, it is what it is. But yeah, gosh dang, just absolutely incredible. And uh, Heat is for sure a highlight. Just so many great intense scenes and moments. And overall, just an absolute 
classic that I can't recommend enough. Another series that uh, is definitely a solid series for action movies, which uh, had some had some classic that's definitely becoming one is the Mission Impossible series, which, like Lay on the Professional, was a little bit more of a character piece, but still had some really great action. It even had the actor who played Leon in it, uh, Jean Renault, and uh, the high wire scene and the helicopter chase scene in the train at the end, just absolutely great. And what more could you want from an action film, really? It was uh, just incredible. And uh, another film, too, that definitely fits the sci-fi uh, action genre, which is one I forgot to mention from the 80s. Aliens being another great example is that one definitely become more of an action sci-fi film with many great weapons and moments and Bill Paxton's famous That's it, man! Game over! Game over! And uh, also uh, Ripley when she goes after the alien queen. Get away from her, you bitch! And just absolutely great. And James Cameron is for sure a great director of action, or he at least used to be up until now. And another highlight from the 90s that I can't believe I almost missed is uh, Terminator 2, which is arguably one of the best action movies. It just, uh, my God, everything is great about it, from uh, Robert Patrick to uh, the T-1000 and to how relatable the character is of the Terminator, even though he's not even human. And the action is just top-notch from the shootouts to the hand-to-hand fights, the chase scenes. That was definitely peak James Cameron in top form. Also, the effects were great and integrated with, um, the, with the, uh, practical effects real well. There are definitely some solid, uh, solid, practical effects along with the visual effects and the sequels definitely did not uh, live up to it. The Terminator franchise definitely deserves another discussion, but uh, it still definitely had some solid film um, impact on action films. And it's definitely one that many other classics have tried to be like shoot. Even uh, last action hero was trying to parody it with Arnold Schwarzenegger and that also. So, that was also another uh, pretty hilarious parody. But yeah, gosh, freaking um, then uh, after this, the final sci-fi action film I have to mention is The Matrix, which uh, is one thing that definitely became a huge trademark is Keanu Reeves changing the game for action films with The Matrix and its use of bullet time and how just absolutely amazing it was and how the action was integrated into the real solid story also. All the fist fights are great, and you see Neo bleed, and definitely not something the sequels were able to accomplish. I just feel like those sequels didn't really live up to it, and sometimes I prefer to think of The Matrix as its own film, but uh, yeah, it is what it is. But uh, yeah, gosh, it was truly incredible. And then up next is the 2000s. Some of the main highlights of this decade were um, the... Matt Damon, Jason Bourne films, all great, but unfortunately, as great as they were, they introduced a problem with action films, too, that being shaky cam, and definitely has become a gimmick. Too many directors are using to hide bad stunt work, or uh, actors who aren't willing to do their own stunts, which then puts a strain on directors, and uh, 
my God, it's become a blight on action movies. But luckily, as we'll find out later on, there are some films that have definitely been able to improve on that. Plus, the other problem, too, I feel like made a comeback were the invulnerable action heroes that never really got hurt. So that was also another problem that made a comeback. But there are definitely some solutions <clears throat> that have come up. And overall, things would get better. And there was also the... Uh, Let's see, there was also some other superhero films that really blurred the lines between action and superhero. A good example of that being The Dark Knight. And Batman Begins also had some solid action from this decade. But yeah, gosh, the 18-wheeler flip scene was truly incredible. And uh, the other big action franchise, which is still going on to this day from this decade, is the Fast and the Furious franchise, which... For the most part, I enjoy all the movies. The only ones I don't really like is Tokyo Drift and The Fast and Furious. Both of them are definitely weaker, but still overall real solid and definitely a film that balances visual effects with practical driving also. So that's also really awesome. And also it being kind of like Point Break from the 90s, another Keanu Reeves action classic and Speed, as previously mentioned, is also great arguably had one of the best action movie plots ever where there's a bomb on the bus and the protagonist jack does not have a moment to breathe because he has to get the bomb off the bus and then up next came the 2010s as uh, this was the decade where many action films or films with action like the hunger games and alex cross and too many others were using shaky cam and sometimes it looked like an earthquake happened on set and you can barely tell what's going on and oh god it's just annoying along with the quick cut editing and the invulnerable action heroes with movies like a good day to die hard and indiana jones and the kingdom of the crystal skull having all those problems except for shaky cam just oh god just awful but yeah gosh freaking um Still, at least uh, after this, it did lead to some improvements. And the film that I think has been the savior of modern action films is Mad Max Fury Road. Because the intensity is great. Max is always in peril throughout the whole film. And he never has a moment to breathe. And you see him get hurt. And you see in one scene where an arrow penetrates his hand, you see him try to pull it out and how much it hurts him. And overall, my God, just everything is great. The soundtrack, the way that it used mostly practical effects, but with visual effects spliced in real cleverly. And overall, just, oh, God, this film has definitely helped revive action films for this decade. And uh, gosh dang, definitely, I think this the success of this film has helped in making it that uh, freaking just... Uh, Gosh dang, there's very minimal of the quick cut shaky cam. Plus a movie that came out before Fury Road that's also really helped too and spawned a trilogy. That's helped popularize the gun-fu style is the John Wick trilogy. All solid films and John Wick is a great protagonist and there's also a great story behind it too. Kind of like Leon the Professional. And... Uh, just everything is great from the action, no quick cut shaky cam, Keanu Reeves does almost all of his own stunts, and even the stunts he doesn't do, you can't even tell it's not him, like whatever they did, it really worked, 
and everything is just great from the shootouts, the hand to hand fights, the chase scenes, just wow, my God, trying to find something not to love about the action in the John Wick films is just great. And also his motivation is great and relatable. And I uh, can't wait to see what's going to happen in John Wick Chapter 4. And I feel like a lot of these, the success of these films is definitely helping. Though there are some films that definitely delve into some of the not the best, uh, not the best uh, aspects being like Lucy. As much as I love Scarlett Johansson, her protagonist definitely isn't one that uh, is very relatable. And once she gets her superpowers in the film, she basically becomes an unstoppable badass damn near but uh overall it's still uh it's still uh pretty awesome and it's definitely still another pretty solid uh, sci-fi action film from luke besson and uh overall just some other action films of note real quick are pacific rim with the kaijus and whatnot that's also real great and uh, I've already discussed the MCU and all the great action throughout those films, utilizing visual effects in the action real well, along with traditional stunts, real great. And uh, overall, the future of action movies does look pretty bright, and the success of John Wick and Mad Max has inspired this. So I think if action movies need a boost, I think the person you call is Keanu Reeves. Whoa. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, hope you enjoyed this discussion. So uh, let's go ahead and get on out of here. Instead of saying my previous phrase, I'm going to go ahead and quote John McClane. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. <laughs>